the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I know, I know, I know. We got a jam-packed show today. Um, so I want to get right to it because we're going to, um, we're going to be, we're going to, we have, oh my God, I'm losing my voice, Doug, because, you know, I'm just excited about the lineup of guests that we have calling and that's going to be calling into the show today. But first and foremost, let me deal with the, the pleasantries. Thank you so much again for listening, for tuning in this week to Black and White on AM560 Answer. I am your host, John Anthony. I want to introduce you guys, and I'm sure most most everybody know who this guy is because he's right now he's he's everywhere. I don't I don't I don't even know if he's sleeping right now. But if you recall, um, I had him on a show with my good friend Aaron Del Mar, and um, Aaron Del Mar gave him a nickname: uh, Will County Republican Chairman George Pearson, or as he's Pearson, as he's so eloquently named by Aaron Del Mar, the Rear Admiral. Welcome to Black and Right. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. I still owe him one. <laughs> Dude, that was a, I mean, he hit it perfectly, though. That was a great, great introduction of who you are. I mean, you, the name, uh, Rear Admiral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the latest, brother? What's, what's the latest? What's going on? Because, as you know, there's so much to cover um, with yeah. with everything that's going on with, 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 with the governor, with uh, the, the, the mayor of Chicago, with, you know, counties are now rising up. Revolution has begun. Yes. Uh, it yes. has been televised, and people are start, People are fed up with government intervention, and they are fighting back. What do you say? Outstanding, and this should have been done a long time ago. I, you know, more Republicans, more independents should be getting up and literally going out to their state capitals and arguing this. They should be going to their county buildings and also arguing against this. Will County is receiving $120 million from this shutdown, and yet, None of their or a good portion of their people are not working. So we as taxpayers, and I received my tax bill, and I'm sitting up here holding it Uh-oh. in my hand right now, right Uh-oh. now. I'm looking they're at They're expecting it. this. Yeah, they're expecting this to be paid, this 10-plus grand oh. to be paid, while most of the services here in Will County are shut down. Will County of 700,000, wait a minute, let me be a little bit more specific, 691,900 people in the county of Will. Wow. We've had less than 3,500 that it were infected with COVID-19. Less than 200 have passed away. Now, we're praying for their families, and we, 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 we grieve for their families Correct. and their loss. Yeah. Yeah. But why should we be shut down for 700,000 people and, for 200 deaths? You know, George, I've been hearing this thing. The cure is going to be worse than the virus itself. Yes. You know well, what, what cure? It's not a cure, Correct. then, is it? Right. But, but this, this vaccination and not being able to open up until we're all vaccinated—that's absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, I, I was. We're eighteen months. Yeah, 
I was listening to uh, County Board, uh, Will County Board um, member uh, Steve Bailich. Um, he did a YouTube thing today, and he talked. He basically talked about that. He said, "You know, why would you lump in Will County with Cook County? I get it, the close proximity. I get why they did it, the close, the close proximity. But when you look at the number of cases compared to Cook County and and, and everything else, I mean, I get it. Listen." Allow the county, the counties to, to the county, the health boards to determine uh, when it's safe, when it's a reasonable time to open up the place. I mean, you're in Will County. I'm in Kendall County. Kendall County is different than Will County. We don't have that many yeah. cases. So, I mean, Correct. why should we be held accountable to what Will County wants? I mean, uh, Cook County and Chicago wants to do. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. Well, I'll take it one step further. Our health department is not even open yet. So how can they even make a decision and say that we should be opening up when, again, they have been shut down by the county government? Oh, my God, George. This is utterly ridiculous. Oh and the fact that we have not had and, – and, man, I thank goodness for the, the Republican state reps that have pushed yes. to try to change this and get us back in, Darren Bailey, um, um, Cabello. Um, John Cabella, yeah. yeah, for going out and actually prosecuting or actually, you know, suing the state for this. And, you know, we, we, we can't miss, we can't leave out Blair Wilhauer. I, I hope I'm saying his, yes. his last name right. Um, Brad Halbrook, you know, Chris Miller. I mean, hey, dude, he looks like Jim Durkin. <laughs> Durkin, yeah, he does. <laughs> you, I, I, I was watching the video of, 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 of the reopen Illinois, reopen Illinois Springfield, and I said, is that Jim Durkin? Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't. But Jason Plummer. Jason Palmer yeah. put out, man, the piece he put out was just fantastic. And, and I was actually proud to even see that. He had over 16,000 16, contacts and shares of that. So that ought to tell folks right now, if that doesn't embolden all Republicans to finally stand up and say this nonsense needs to stop, I don't know what does. I, I agree, man. And, you know, that one of the things that we're going to talk about throughout the show, um, I'm, I'm really excited about, first of all, uh, Thomas DeVore. I hope I said his name right. Yes. Thomas, if um, attorney Thomas, if I said it wrong, you'll beat me up anyway. OK, <laughs> beat me up. Um, but he's the he's the attorney who's been represent who represent who has who's represented um, John Cabello, Darren Bailey and and countless hundreds of, I, I believe, or others um, in a lot of these lawsuits to reopen um, Illinois. I really think he's going to be able to come. And it, what, basically what we're going to talk about with him is more of. Why is it important? Why is it important? Yes. Well, it's important for two reasons. One, it's our civil rights. This is who we are as a country, our our liberties, that we should be able to express without government intervention. Uh, This isn't even intervention. This is crackdown. This is this is, you know, basically keeping us from being able to literally. Oh, how can I put it? Be Americans. Yeah. This this is literally hurting us from being able to go out and actually exercise our rights to get people elected, yeah. and but, actually have proper representation. But you know, you you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. I mean, you know that 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 was said many a times ago. But but I think I mean, I, as I'm starting to look back and assess and analyze this whole thing, could that be one of the things? Not that they use the virus itself, because the virus is here. The virus came. The China is responsible. The, uh, the the People Republic of China, uh, the well, the Communist Chinese Party, Chinese whatever that's called, they're responsible for Chinese why Communist Party. Chinese Communist Party. They're responsible for why this virus is here. But I yeah. do think now we've seen people politicize this, and, and this is why I say this new breed of politician. If they are 
dangerous. Because, first yes. of all, they don't care anything about the, the United States Constitution. Constitution means absolutely no. nothing to them. It's a dead, archaic piece of paper. I said last night on, yeah. on a post, when, when did the Constitution stop being the anchor of this country? It's what kept this country in place. It, it's what kept us from, from, from moving into places to tyranny. It stops yeah. tyranny. Am yeah. I right? You're absolutely right. And they no longer even want it taught in school. And they, they, it used to be that you had to, in order to graduate from eighth grade and from, and from high school, you had to pass the U.S. Constitution test. Yeah. They have pushed several times to even change that. I'll go a step further. These politicians are even feeding our enemy. When our governor jumped up and spent $17 million on face masks coming from the very country, the very Communist Party that is trying to destroy our way of life, yeah. that should have been an eye-opener for every single voter. Hey, hey, hey George, you know, uh, th- here, here, here's my problem with this whole thing, especially here. I'm, I'm only speaking here in the state of Illinois. I, wanna, I want you to listen to this, uh, this audio. I've, I've had it for like three weeks now, and I'm, every time I wanted to play it, I was like, it's not the perfect time. I think now is the perfect time. Here is how we have defined COVID. I just want to be clear in terms of the definition of people dying of COVID. So the case definition is is very simplistic. It means at the time of death, um, it, it was a COVID positive diagnosis. So that means that if you were in hospice and had already been given, you know, a few weeks to live, and then you also were found to have COVID, that would be counted as a COVID death. It means that if, um, technically, if even if you died of a clear alternate cause, but you had COVID at the same time, it's still listed as a COVID death. So um, everyone who's listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death, but they had COVID at the time of death. I hope that's helpful. You got a minute to explain that for me, George. One minute, one minute. please, please. How is it? So this is all about money. Because every single one of these cases that they're able to receive or l- label as a COVID death of these hospitals, the morgues, um, these facilities are receiving money for it. And this is what this is all about. This is the state trying to find revenues to be able to fund their, their stupidity, their incompetence all this time. How in the world? She just said, even though you were in hospice, how is that even accepted? by the American people, by the Illinoisans in this state. How is that even deemed? So then, technically, maybe the 200 deaths that we've had here in Will County yeah. really weren't even COVID. That's and my most point. of those were in the senior citizen facilities, nursing home facilities, and most are ran by the state. And that's my point, George. That is, that is the point I'm trying to make. I've been saying this until I, I'm, I think I'm turning purple in the face now. Policy, decisions locking people up in their homes these things are being made based upon these figures can we get them under oath to talk about what this is hey you tune in to black and white on am560 answer that's our first segment we got coming up thomas devore he's the attorney that's representing the reopen of america we'll be right back We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. 
I think that a lawsuit about uh, whether or not this is an emergency um, is, uh, you know, is a, a, a political maneuver uh, at a time when we probably shouldn't be uh, dealing with politics, but rather simply addressing the emergency that no matter what political party you belong to, that you are subject to. There you have it. J.B. Pritzker at a press at one of his um, recent press conferences. Uh, I think this was about three weeks ago. Uh, joining us on the line now, George, uh, you're listening to Black and White on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Um, I'm really excited about this next guest. Uh, can somebody turn down their mute, turn down the radio or mute? Yeah, I'm getting a little feedback from you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, joining us on the line now, George, is uh, the attorney that's been behind a lot of these so-called political um, um, lawsuits. Uh, Thomas, did I say your last name right? Thomas DeVore or Thomas DeVore? DeVore, sir. DeVore, DeVore. Hey, welcome to Black and Right. You and I have been talking back and forth on Facebook, and I've really, really enjoyed our conversations. Um, you heard the governor. Why? Why? Well, I, you and I both know it's not political, it, but it's more about fighting for the rights of the people of the state of Illinois. Why is that important? Why is that fight important at this juncture, even in a pandemic? It, that's a good question, and it's to the issue real quickly of the, the political nature that the governor, as you've known, anytime I talk, uh, I don't make it political on mm-hmm. purpose. Uh, and, and, and again, I, I have my beliefs like anybody else, but this issue is not about politics. So when the governor says that uh, to my client, the, the representative specifically, uh, I take offense to that because, again, the, the, uh, the questioning of his uh, uh, legal authority to do the things you know, I'm the attorney and I'm the one uh, with my clients crafting those uh, arguments. So I can assure the good governor that I'm not doing it for political reasons. I would just as soon be outside uh, with my kids and my cows and my farms than I would fighting with him. So I, I take offense. But this is not political. This is a very simple argument that the governor, in my opinion, respectfully wants to make about politics because it's a red herring Correct. Uh, to, to, to deflect from the legal issues. All the people have to ask themselves is the governor's decisions. Does he have constitutional authority or does he have legislative authority? He can only wield executive orders through one of those two. That's not a political question. Uh, And again, I take offense to it. And and I am trying to narrow the question, the the conversation down to not politics. Let's do it. You know, very boring lawyer stuff. Do you have the power? If you have the power, we'll talk about that. Uh, but again, I, I, I don't like the political nature that's trying to be spun on it, and, and, and I wish we could just stick to the legal issues. Attorney Vohr, this is George Pearson, and I'm the chair of the Will County Republicans. And I have to ask, there is also a political aspect in this because he, he receives his power, though through the Constitution, his power and the fact that the state legislator, legislators are refusing to come back and actually redefine his authority is that not part of the political issue that from our standpoint that we should be pushing because we've literally advocate advocated our authority or our, Ab- our powers Ab- over to that. Okay, let me let me pro- Sorry sir, if you if you look, I have a new client that just filed a cause of action uh, on behalf of her business. If you read that closely, I believe you will find the constitutional power wielded by the executive office whether it's the president of the United States of America or whether it's a governor, that constitutional authority is not lawmaking. Uh, and read, read the authorities at my client's site, and I'd love to have that conversation. So let's move on to legislative authority. 
Okay. The legislative authority that now is being uh, used by the governor is the Emergency Management Act. Correct. I have not heard, regardless of whether or not the legislative branch comes back, which they should, uh, I'm not frustrated with the governor. I'm frustrated with the legislative branch because nobody at any level is saying, is the governor wielding the power within the limits of the authority he was given by the legislative mm-hmm. branch? That's the question. Mm-hmm. That to is be the question. Had. So true. That's the question. And I can, and, and again, read the case that I just brought on behalf of my client. And I challenge any attorney at any level of any of this state or this country mm-hmm. to debate that with me, mm-hmm. not political, not political posturing. Right. Does the governor wield the authority from the Emergency Management Act? My client's position and me as their lawyer on behalf of them says unequivocally not. The power that the governor is trying to wield as it relates to the closure of businesses and as to the uh, restriction of movement of people, not only was it not granted that to him by him in the Emergency Management Act, to the extent it was granted in the Emergency Management Act, which it's not, but in arguendo, yeah. That would be also unconstitutional because it's a fundamental right that there's no due process in that act. The Department of Health Act is the supreme authority yes, it is. as to these issues. Yes. That's where this issue is at, and that's how it's been narrowed down. And I have, in the last month, dialed that issue in to exactly what uh, I, I really hope at some point in time our courts are looking at at every level. The authority of the Emergency Management Act, and as it compares to the authority of the Department of Health Act, and the due process procedures that have been absolutely wiped out wow. with this executive order. If you're just joining us, you listen to no. Black and White on AM560, The Answer. We're talking with attorney Thomas DeVore. He's the uh, attorney who's basically, uh, in, any and everybody that's filing a lawsuit against the, against the uh, Pritzker administration right now is either coming through Thomas or, 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 or Mr. Attorney Davies. Uh, you, you guys are, are, are doing a yeoman's job. Now, were you part of what happened in Clay County? I think it's Clay and Madison County, where the counties have now. Uh, there was a, I saw the Edgar County Watchdogs yesterday. Um, they had a live video about Madison County opening back up. Was that part of what you guys are doing as well? Uh, well, again, part of what I do is represent my clients, as you know. And Clay County is where this started with Representative Bailey uh, and, and the people down there. Uh, I, you know, I've helped them any way I can. In Madison County, I have a list a significant list of businesses and citizens wanting me to help them. Uh, they called me on the phone uh, with fear and tears and no hope. And so I went on behalf of my clients to the Madison County Board of Health a couple of days ago, and I laid out as best I could, this is my client's position. This is where we're grounding their position. Can you please look at this issue? Uh, and based upon, I believe that I've been told at least by some of the board members who have reached out to me, thanking me for helping at least get the process started. And they have their own state's attorney, Mr. Gibbons, he's a good man. Uh, and they're looking at now, uh, at the things that I'm asking every County, local city government look at you under the department of health act, wield a lot of authority over the public health of your people. Look at that, compare that to this executive order. Uh, I mean, I could go on for a long time. I've spent hundreds and hundreds of hours. I, I understand this thing perfectly, just figuring out how to lay it out to people to where they can start looking up and saying, hey, this is not to be controlled by one person at the executive office, whether it's Governor Rauner, whether it's Governor Kaboyevich, whether it was Governor Pritzker, that person means nothing. The executive doesn't wield this power. And if I can help get that message across to people through my clients, I, I've done everything that God's asked me to do. 
Attorney DeVore, one more question. And again, I go back to the political aspect of it because these are the questions I'm receiving on a regular basis from voters. Yes, sir. The fact that our, our people cannot get out and campaign, go door to door, that affects us on a political level to be able to change the General Assembly. Because right now, of course, Madigan and Don Harmon, these clowns are not going to call back the legislators and, and bring them back in to actually say the governor does not have this power. They're okay with sitting back, allowing things to continue to roll downhill as it is quickly. And we're looking at trying to slate candidates in this election cycle. And that deadline date is June 1st. So what about that? We, do we not have to address the political or do you believe that the legislative and the legal side of it will answer all of this and clear it up? Well, well, you know, again, being an attorney and not a politician, uh, I think there is political aspects to it, certainly. I know how to address it from a legal perspective, and I'm trying the best of my abilities to do that. Uh, from the political side, I can tell you, and I, and I realize the leaders have to convene, uh, but what I have asked on behalf of the minority, uh, and I've asked a lot of them, I'm like, and maybe I don't see it in Southern Illinois, uh, and, 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 I, and I've been respectful when I've talked to these uh, House representatives at all. I'm getting calls from House reps all across the state. And I said, look, where are you at, at least standing on the steps of the mm. Capitol, saying, wait a second, we yes. as a minority disagree with the power being wielded. It's yes. beyond the legislative edicts. I don't hear that, and I want to hear that. And I'm not sure how to get that done, but they need to listen. They need to figure – I told – Every, I told the minority, I said, I will sit down with the minority, the leaders, and I can explain to them in an hour or two exactly why, in my opinion, as a citizen, that this is an overreach. Not giving anybody yeah. legal advice as a citizen. And hey, they have not taken me up on it. Wow. Hey, Attorney DeVore, um, you, in, in 20 seconds, if somebody's looking and they're hurting, it, it, it broke my heart when you said they're crying. How can people reach you? Where can they find you? You have a website, phone number? Devore, Devore Law Office 1776 at gmail.com. There you have it. Attorney Devore, thanks so much for joining Black and White. You're, got, you're definitely going to be back on here. So, clear, I mean, just make call sure me. you have an open invitation. Call me anytime, sir. I'm here for you. Sounds good. Hey, you're listening to Black and White on AM 560 The Answer. Yeah. Representative Jones is up next. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM 560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Back to Black and White on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me today is my good friend and fellow from Will County, Republican Chair George Pearson, the Rear Admiral. Welcome yep. back, Bo. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, hello, folks. Those were some those were some good questions, right? I mean, and, and that guy was 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 amazing. Yes, yes. And and it's good to be able to you know, have some folks actually talk about what's going on and, and, and hear, hear the different sides because I'm getting 500 phone calls on this regularly. And, and it's, 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 I think we're going to get a lot more than that, though. What, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? How, how do we, I mean, George, how do we make sure this never happens again? I think you're on mute. I don't hear you. Well, Did we lose him? There you go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So the only way this happens is if we actually elect good people, good representatives that go down and represent us down in Springfield. One of the problems that we've always had is that our voters have not been well informed on who they should actually vote for. And these are some of the main questions that they should start asking those who are asking for their vote, that sacred vote. And again, I'm a political animal. So this comes 
from me if from a political standpoint. Yeah. I so, see what the governor is doing. He should be recalled. He should be impeached for what he's doing, for violating the Constitution. Those, you know, again, it's a legislative move. But from a political standpoint, the Democrats are not going to do it. And it seemed like the Republicans have been, I don't know, too fearful to even call for it, to even go in the court and, and request it. Yeah. And the fact that we've seen it coming from state reps and not from our leadership, that's a problem for me. I agree. And and the thing about it, though, we, we, we're still trying to get in contact with the representative. Uh, but I want to take this call. Chris, Chris has a call. He's calling uh, about something that's going on in DLC. Chris, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, John, thanks for taking my call today, man. Great show. Thank you. You guys got a phenomenal forum here. So, you know, I woke up this morning thinking, man, how in the hell did I go from living a dream to living in a dream? And, you know, looking around me and everything that's going on, you know, there's some stuff that doesn't make sense. You know, I I get it that we're supposed to protect Grandpa Joe, and I get it that we're supposed to protect Aunt Janine and and do the right things. It's the good neighbor thing to do. But what I don't get is why the state, isn't leading by example. Now, where I, where I come from this is, let's start with the Illinois Department of Corrections. You know, it's kind of a confined facility, a place like, not unlike nursing homes, where once this infection gets in, it runs rampant, and that's why they've got them on lockdown. That's why they don't let anybody out. And I can agree with Governor Pritzker that, you know, asymmetrics are the, or asymptomatics are the most dangerous out there. Right. So, so why is the state, when they release these inmates on parole, you know, there's a lot of good people in there that have made mistakes. They've paid their prime. It's time to get out. Yeah. But why are they not testing 100% of them? Ooh. They're only target testing. You know, you call the, the spokesman at the Illinois Department of Corrections. They're, they're deploying intentional targeted testing. Wait, well, wait, 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 Chris, Chris, time out. So you're telling me that of the 4,000 or, or so, I don't know how many he's released us, because nobody knows, apparently, uh, with, um, according to State Rep. John Cabello, so you're saying out of all the people, all of those inmates that have been released, they're not testing to see if they're sending the plague into a community? No. And, and, and where do these inmates go when they get out? They don't have homes. Wow. They're going home to their family. They're going home to Grandpa Joe. They're going home to Aunt Janine. And he's sending these asymptomatic people right back into these families so this thing can start all over again. Wow. Now, I, I've talked to some people. I've confirmed this myself, and I encourage other people out there to call the Department of Corrections and ask them, what's your policy on testing before you leave? Wow. And, you know, we're, he was just bragging yesterday about doing 20,000 hey, tests hey, Chris, a day. Chris, yeah. uh, we, we, we got the um, state representative from Georgia on the line. Thanks so much for calling. I'm going to do a little bit more research on that. And um, I'm, I want to have you call back in after I do my research on, on, on figuring out what's going on with that, all right? Yeah, but he's, anyway, we, and, and either the state is, is completely incompetent or they've got some, you know, and I hope it's incompetence right. because it's a public health thing and it needs to be, you know, and it's a, one phone call that can stop it. One phone call, right. hey, let's test 100%. And it's easy. It's a simple problem to fix. When a boat's sinking, what's the first thing right. we do? Hey, Chris, we got, Chris, we I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to let you go, but thanks so much for calling in. We, we, we're going to deal with this more uh, probably in the next week's session. Hey, you know what? But now, uh, if you've been living on a rock, um, I just want to quickly introduce this guy because I really believe, if, if, even if you've been living on a rock, you have heard of the story of this courageous man. He's, he's, he's done things that, have, that, that I don't know if I... I don't think, George, I don't think I've seen the courage of somebody to do something like this from the opposite party who's from a place where, where they know what racism feels like mm. and they understand it in ways us Northerners probably really haven't really 
been affected by it. Dealt with. And dealt mm-hmm. with. You know, um, I, I want to introduce you guys to State Representative, Democrat from Georgia, State Representative Vernon Jones. Vernon, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, guys, how y'all doing? Hey, listen, we have 30 seconds, but I, I just wanted to introduce you. But so when we come back from the break, we're going to hit it hard. We're going to hit it head on because okay. I think what you were able to do, I think you were able. I thought Trump pulled the scab off what's happening in the black community. I think not only did you, you didn't just peel it off. I think in some regards, you brought a lot of healing to it. And I'll, I'll go more into that when we come okay. back from the break. Guys, joining us on the line is State Representative Vernon Jones, somebody who I believe <laughs> he's got a huge future. In, in politics or, or on the speaking circuit to help what's plaguing or what's happening in our community. Um, when, we be, when we come back, we'll be talking with State Representative Vernon Jones. George, keep it locked. Get your popcorn. Share this page. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Welcome back. To Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me at his house, chilling, eating some food, I see, is my good buddy and friend, George Pearson. George, <laughs> welcome back, buddy. I appreciate it. You know, um, I, I don't want to waste any time because this next guest, I really believe he has changed the landscape of, of politics in the South. And I also believe that he's going to be a voice, a voice for generations to come. Uh, he is a, an American Democrat politician from the state of Georgia. He was the former chief executive of De- DeKalb County. So he's not a, he's not a pushover. This, this is somebody that's been around. He knows the game. Uh, State Representative Vernon Jones from Georgia from the 71st. Welcome to Black and Right. Hey, my friend. How are you? Love to be on Black and White. It's about time you guys pulled me out. <laughs> got me on Black and White. <laughs> George. It's your fault, George. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so here's, here, here's my question. I want to get right to the nitty-gritty. You know, you're, you're somebody who's from a state that, that's known racism for, for, for decades, for centuries. When you look at what everything that people have been saying about President Donald Trump, you know, he's a racist, he's this, he's that. What would make a sitting state, a sitting Democrat state representative from the 71st district say, uh-uh, I'm supporting and I will, I will risk my political career to endorse President Donald Trump? And why is that important? To the black community. Let me say, first of all, when you start talking about racism, racism is not uh, just uh, in the South. Um, you can go all over the country Correct. and find racism. As a matter of fact, Dr. King talked about uh, when he was marching to Chicago, uh, what he had never seen before, uh, the type of hatred. So it, it's not geographically uh, specified. But I will say this. Uh, there are differences. Um, there, there are differences in terms of what people see in South versus North. But I want to cut to the chase, like you said. The Democratic Party has always been a party supposedly about what? Uh, inclusion and diversity. But the Democratic Party does not have room under its big tent, supposedly, for independent thinking black man. Or one. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. And so when you start to think independently, all of a sudden, um, they'll, the, the left wing, the liberal whites, will, what I call, recruit agent provocateurs, which are blacks, and get blacks to attack blacks to keep them from thinking Ouch. independently. Yes. Come on, um, man. And Come so on. 
Uh, my, my point is this. I, I don't want to accuse anybody of racism, but yeah. I can tell you the Democratic Party has a lot of bigotry, and we support, we've been supporting them for the past 60 years. Now, you think about it. Yes. For the past 60 years, they've gotten almost 90% of the black vote, and here we are still talking about we have not been on a level playing field, or we don't have access to this and access to that and the income gap and this and that. Now, Donald Trump has been in office, what, three and a half years? Yes. And you look at his three and a half years. What he has done, you can point to specifics what Donald Trump has done, but you can't point to but one specific that Joe Biden has done in his 40-plus years. What? Joe Biden wrote the crime bill to help get a shepherd through Congress Mm. where it incarcerated the masses and masses of black men and women, where it took away judges' discretions where they were given crimes, or time, I should, should say, where the crime didn't match the time. Now, Joe Biden did that, and Democrats yeah. voted for it. And let's be clear, Bill Clinton signed the bill, but before the bill was signed, he twist even black congressional uh, members on to vote for the bill. So blacks voted to put blacks in jail right along following that Democratic Party in order to be a, a good Democrat. So I, I'm just yeah. calling it out like it is. I'm just calling balls and strikes. Now, here comes Donald Trump. If he hasn't done anything else, here comes Donald yeah. Trump. With the, with the uh, criminal justice reform, the First Step Act, where he's letting thousands of black men and women out, giving them a second chance to reunite with their families, get a job, and live productive lives. Now, that's clear. Nobody can disagree with that. That's a fact. Facts are stubborn. They are. That one <laughs> act, that one act you can point, because what, we're in jail disproportionately, so we're getting out disproportionately. More of us are coming out. Now, that's a fact. Yeah. Nobody can argue with that. You know, Jack Johnson, the first black heavyweight champion, Yes, his family has been petitioning Washington for years and presidents for years. And even the former president. To, to give him a pardon. Yes. Well, mm. Obama didn't do it. Yes, he did. Clinton didn't do it. Nope. Here comes what? You can't deny Trump. He does it. He gives him a pardon. <laughs> Alice Johnson, that woman that served 20 years, yes. caught up in that crime bill yes. of Joe Biden. Mm. She served 20 years. She petitioned twice the Obama administration. Now, y'all say Obama's black. Y'all say Eric Holder's black. Yes. Who was over the attorney, over the, uh, the Justice Department, the Attorney General. They denied her twice, and she had 20 some odd years left. Wow. Well, Trump wow. comes along, and he left that woman out. Yes. Now, when I hear black people say, well, he's just giving crumbs, well, give me some crumbs as opposed to giving me nothing. Nothing. Come on, man. The Democratic wow. Party giving us nothing. Wow. And so when he said that, you look at that lady when she was when she was let out of her car running, unite with her family. Ooh, I, it First broke time my heart. Offender, never had a, 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 a never been jailed or arrested for anything else. She only made a phone call. She was what you call a mule. She made yes. a call on behalf of a drug dealer, and she had twenty two more years left. And Obama and Eric Holder turned her down, but they uh, that guy who was a deserter in the military, I think his last name was Dahlberg. Yeah, can't remember Bergdahl. Mm-hmm. What was Bergdahl. Bergdahl. Yeah. Bird but dog. he let Bird Dog out. Yeah, yeah. And paid for Bird Dog to have a the government paid for Bird Dog to have a, a sex change. I don't. I'm not raving over that. I'm not. I'm not disrespecting people of other. That was Manny. That. Hey, hey, representative, Manny. representative, what? representative. Yes. Hold the line because I, I got you for one more segment. Hold the line because I mean, God, man, I I, I still love George and I. George and I are black Republicans, and we 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 are black Republicans here in the state of Illinois, in the city of Chicago proper. So we definitely get and understand 
And I, I really want you to continue this conversation. Uh, you're listening to Black and White on AM560 Answer with State Representative Vernon Jones. Keep it locked. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony, alongside my friend and buddy and pal, George Pitch. And we are joined by State Representative, Democrat State Representative from Georgia, Vernon Jones. Vernon Jones, thank you so much for coming on and spending some time on here with us. I have a couple questions for you because, again, as black Republicans, we get hit with this a lot. With the murder of that young man down in Brunswick, and I know that's about four and a half, five hours away from your your area, what is the demographics of District 71, your area there in DeKalb County versus and what they're dealing with there over in Brunswick, that area? Okay. And have you received any pushback? Let me clear up a couple of things. One, when I was mentioning earlier about the, the soldier that was released, that was pardoned by the president, I was just trying to say, it had nothing to do with their, their gender orientation, but I meant to say that here's a crime case where Obama pardoned this person right. and pardoned this lady who'd been in and had 22 more years to go. So I want to clarify that. Secondly, I want to come back. My district, when I served in the legislature before I was county executive, I served eight years. That was District 91. Then I served eight years as county executive. Now, then I came back to District 91. So my house, District 91, I'm in DeKalb County and Rockdale County. I represent two counties. It's majority African-American, but it has conservative African-Americans there, too. It has conservative whites, um, but it's majority Democrat. Um, but, but that doesn't mean anything. Black people have been the most conservative people over the years. It's white liberals that have taken us on this ride of, of being so far left. I love so this far guy. Liberal. Teach. Who's been more faith-based? Who's staying in church longer than we do? Uh, who's more for traditional families than we are. But a lot of black people got caught up in the Obama wave and they abandoned a lot of those principles because it was those liberal Democrats that was leading Obama that set the national agenda. Now to this point, on, to the point where illegals are more important and put ahead of African-Americans. Uh-oh. So I just want people to be woke. But let me talk about South Georgia, Bronzewood. Uh, it's a beautiful community. Obviously, it's, it's majority white community. Here's there's no when I saw that video I got sick on my stomach. Same I here. mean it just tore me yes. up. The problem with that is went to that local district attorney, got bounced to another district attorney, and then by the time the third one got it, over seventy eight plus days have gone through. Now, what I like about is my governor, Governor Brian Kemp, who I've supported, he was Secretary of State, he he became governor, he won that state that did not almost beat him. He beat the brakes off Stacey. She was 50,000 votes. He was getting close to a runoff. So that, that narrative was shaped by the liberal media. But, but let me say this. When the minute he found out about it, we talked about it. That government got his GBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, had them to call mm, down wow. there, get involved in this. They did. Within 48 hours, 36 hours, they made an arrest. Yeah. All right. That tells you yeah. state is on. And let me tell you this. Uh, we're hoping for a a thorough and fair trial. Amen. And I say fair, yes. that's important. But you have the yes. Attorney General, which I know the Attorney General here, Chris Carr, he's expressed concerns about it. We have the GBI Director, who's a former District Attorney. 
uh, Vic, uh, who was speaking on TV, guys, saw that press conference. He's going to be on top of it. you got a lot of eyes on top of this. Yeah. And this Good. is kicking off us getting that hate crime bill through, which is passed in the House and was sitting over in the Senate. We go back into uh, the rest of our session in June, and we hope to get that, that hate crime bill passed through because, obviously, uh, this was not this was not um, um, this, this this had a lot. I don't want right. to, you know, I everybody get it. I get bad it. Yeah. to have committed, but I can tell you this. My eyes and nobody else's eyes are fooled by what's on it. And i got to say this, too. Really this quickly. is an outcome of white and black. Yeah. To find justice mm. here for this family. Hey, hey, Representative. You know, come on now. Yes, sir. If, if, if listen, I we, 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 we're coming up against a very hard break. Um, okay. I gotta have you back on because I mean, George and I, we are just sitting here, we were looking at each other through video, just clapping our yes. hands, saying yes. You have to come back on this show. Uh, you ever All run right. for anything down there in Georgia? We're coming down there. Thanks so much for joining Absolutely. Black and Right. Thank um, you. You are the man. We'll be right back. to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Accepting the things I cannot change. That which I cannot change is that for decades, Chicago thinks it's the state of Illinois. Chicago is not the state of Illinois, but I can't change that mentality and the way in which we have been governed. The courage to change the things I can is May 1st, and we have made a choice to open on Monday, May 4th. That voice you heard was Adam White. He's a business owner. From Peoria, you listen to AM five sixty answer. Oh, you listen to Black and Right on AM five sixty answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. George Pearson is my guest co-host today. I think um, Adam said it perfectly. Chicago is not the state of Illinois. Joining us by phone is the owner of RC Outfitters, Adam White. Welcome to Black and Right. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me on your show today. I appreciate it. Hey, I, I don't know if you were the first. I told you this. I was going to say this to you. I don't know if you were the first, but I, I believe you were the first. I think, believe you were the first business to uh, file a lawsuit against the Pritzker administration. Uh, I'm also honored that I'm the only media or considered media that you're willing to talk to, Adam. Thanks so much. It's an honor that you would, would want to speak to me. I really appreciate it. So talk to us. I, I, Go ahead. I appreciate it. In full disclosure, um, I had a radio interview yesterday morning. We didn't talk any specifics about the case. Oh, you see that, George? He got got over on me. You see that? I I had the distinction initially. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm an honest guy. I I don't want to mislead anybody. That's right. And I don't want any false pretenses about things. But uh, I'm going to speak with you guys uh, at a level of candor um, that I didn't do on my local show. Yeah. Explain. Why is it important that you open back up your business? And why is it important for the rest of Illinois to open up? Uh, There's a number of reasons uh, why I chose uh, to open back up. Um, let's start with fundamentally as a business owner, my mentality is, is the people who I serve first and foremost are my employees. They're my team. They're not employees. We have a team here. 
And when 75% of my team, the men and women whose livelihood relies upon their job and they're asking to go back to work, I have a responsibility to those men and women. So that's reason number one. Reason number two, the community that I serve does not see what is happening inside of our current government as being right. They see it as fundamentally wrong. They see it as a violation of their constitutional rights. And I need to listen to the community who I serve. It's those members inside our community who ultimately have allowed our business to be what it had become. Number three, I got to do what I believe is right. And I am a firm believer in the United States Constitution, the balance of power, law as it is written. I am a law-abiding citizen, and I follow the law. And I don't think that anyone, regardless of what position of power he or she possesses, that they are above the law. And when people in power start abusing the law for their own selfish, self-serving motives, somebody has to stand up. I raise my daughter my nine-and-a-half-year-old daughter, to do the right thing. How can I look at my child ever again going forward and tell her she needs to do the right thing, but, uh, you know, it's not convenient for daddy to do it, even though it's going to be uncomfortable and there's risks involved. Uh, How can I be a good parent if that's the way it is? How can I be a good American citizen? Um, So for all of these reasons and many more, are what brought me to the position that I stand on today. Wow. Has the, Adam, has the community actually come out and supported you coming back to your business? And have you seen people coming in to support you and stand with you on this? It has been an overwhelmingly positive response. You, got, you said it um, based on that, that video that I put up. Chicago is not the state of Illinois. And what the community in downstate Illinois, in my backyard, sees and feels, is very much in line with why I took the steps I did. And for the last two days, I have, our, our business has been overwhelmed with a positive response of people coming in and saying, I have seen more new customers come into RC Outfitters than I have ever seen in a two-day period in 13 years of owning this business. And people are making it a point to say, I am here because you took the courage to take a stand. I have heard people come in over the last 48 hours and say, I am here because the governor had the audacity to say, don't go in there and patronize your business. How dare he? Uh, So, yes, we very much have the support of the central Illinois area. I recognize Chicago is not Peoria. No different than Peoria is not Rockford, and Peoria is not Effingham, Illinois. Our environments are unique. But for our governor to say that because life is the way it is in Chicago proper, therefore it needs to be the way it is everywhere else, is a bunch of malarkey. You're listening to Black Rider on AM560 Answer. We're talking with Adam White, owner of RC Outfitters. Go ahead, George. So 
that's great news. And I, I want you all to understand that we keep saying that we're all separated and our communities are different. When it comes to freedom loving and fighting for our, our civil rights, we're all in this together. And the fact that you've taken a leadership role in this and your community has come out to support you, I hope that your, you will serve as this example to the rest of the state, even in the areas of Will County, Cook County, Kane, DuPage, that they will start saying, you know what, our businesses need to open up too. Will County, you know, two-thirds is retail. Retail, we, we, even with our warehousing, it does not operate without the retail, with, you know, places like yours that are purchasing items to come in and be stored or be shipped to your, your outlet. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Have you been contacted by any of the state reps or, or your representatives from that area and, and supported you openly? No one has supported me openly. Yeah. Black and white has. So I appreciate that. Um, behind the scenes, yeah. yes, people have supported me. Yes, they have. Um, but none of the direct elected officials for our district have openly stood up to date and said what is going on is wrong. Wow. They have done so wow. through legislative channels and other things, but no one has taken the microphone and said, Enough. Right. And, 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 and Mr. White, this isn't your only business, though. You and I have talked. We, we, we've been in the same business before. Um, you do timing, too. I mean, and I mean, that's that can be a very lucrative business. And that's on hold because there are no races going on. Right. That business has been completely and 100 percent eviscerated. Um, Shazam wow. Racing has is a timing and scoring and event management company that has been operating since 2012. And my business partner, Brad Hens, and I literally built that business from the ground up. Yeah. And when we started that business, Brad had another full-time job. I was working full-time at RC Outfitters. And uh, we did it with the dream that one day he would be able to quit his day job and have his dream job of helping spread health and wellness, bringing events, supporting events, to not just our community, but we've helped time and score races from California to New York City. Wow. And um, that business has flatlined. And the unfortunate reality with the governor's current proposal as to the schedule for reopening and what gatherings will look like um, translates to my business partner. Yeah is probably going to need to find another, another career path in the interim. Hey, and we are going to have to build that hey, Adam, business back up from square one. How, yes, sir. How do people, I mean, the, to those that are not in the area, because people, I know the, those who, who listen to this show, they believe in supporting people who, are, who take stands. How <laughs> can people go and buy? Because I, I want those ghost brooks. I think they were ghost, the gray color brooks. I got to figure out how to get those from you from running shoes. But how can people reach out and find out and purchase stuff from your store? What's the, you got a website or anything? Yeah. Our website is rcoutfitter, no S, um, rcoutfitter.com. 
or they could just go to shop.rcoutfitter.com. But if they go to rcoutfitter, no S, dot com, right on our homepage is either buy a gift card or you could do shop our web store. Yeah. And uh, 90% of our assortment is right there, there you online go. for people to buy. Thank you. Free shipping on anything over $50. Thank you. Adam White, RC Outfitters. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Get up, get on up. Come on, come on, Doug. Hey! Hey, come on, Doug. Hit me now. Hit me. Hey! Hey, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We are having a rocking good time here live in the studio. Up here, up here. In Elk Grove Village, I got my boy uh, George Pearson on the line joining me as guest co-host. I got Doug on the boards hitting up that good music, Doug. Hey! <laughs> oh, so 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 George, before we go to our next um, person, I, I want to take these calls. Tony, Tony from Chicago, what's up, buddy? Sorry to have you hold so long, but you said if it's unconstitutional, what? Okay, if the governor is pushing unconstitutional actions and the police are enforcing them. Shouldn't legal action be placed on the police as well? Nah, they're, that they're, was the first thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, from my understanding, from my understanding, uh, and George is a former cop too. I do believe they're indemnified from any actions that's deemed that they've that they're told to do, because technically, he had the power yes. to, under the declaration to do a lot of the things he did. It wasn't until after the thirty days. Am I right? I'm not an attorney, so I'm not going to say that. But but as a cop, that's what I learned in the academy. I don't know about you, George. Well, correct, correct. Well, well the reason why I asked you is because I wanted to ask the attorney that. Okay. Yeah. And yeah what's your second one? I had another. Yeah. Other thing I want to say is this: you played earlier. If the COVID cases are exaggerated, should that also be used in lawsuits? I do. Absolutely. All right. Here's Absolutely. the third thing. This is real quick. Um, how can the governor? How can the governor be and be called? That's another thing. And finally, I'm going to answer something from a previous caller. The reason they're releasing criminals is because they want to create future voters and they want to infect the population in order to continue closure. Wow. So mm. those are the things you want you to consider. You know what? Tony always calls with some points that, that are just we sometimes <laughs> you don't even think about. And Tony always has to jar that out. Thanks so much for calling Black and Right, Tony. Thanks so much for being a listener. Wow. Uh-oh. Now, brace yourselves. Okay. Yes, Verlon, you didn't answer my text, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I, I did. I got your text late. I was working on my Whatever. house. And I, I'm so sorry, but I see your, your star host, he, he, he came in, so I'm glad to hear from both of you. But I, I, I called in to ask one question of, of your previous guest before your last guest. Is that Rep. And, Jones? Um, yes, but... Um, but you guys can answer my question, but he gave me something else to ask you, too. Oh my, question, my, my question was, do you both get ostracized when you bring common sense conversation about Donald Trump not being a racist to other, to most black people the way I do when you address Joe oh, Biden's no. racism? No. 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 George and I what are fighting. You? George and I are fighting right now. Who's oh, going to go first? Oh. Okay. When you address Joe Biden's racist past, just in this election and his primary, he's still writing love letters to Fritz Hollins, a, 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 a known segregationist, and he gets a pass on his racism. Hey, hey Verlon, uh-huh. I sent George a text. Was that last night or this morning, George? What was that? Yeah, last night. That was last night. I got. I was told 
because somebody posted about the shooting in Georgia, and I and I told that person who's who's a very good friend of mine, uh, Crystal. Hi, Hollywood. Um, and I told her, I said I really felt that post. Now I wasn't, you know, I was I was with it. And then she, and then he basically said, you have no right, because I said I was voting for Trump. And he said, you have no right to, you lost your black card, you a clown, and, and other things I can't repeat. Go ahead, George. Oh, man, wow. I tell you, it, it, it bothered me so bad. My response was, here's a, this knucklehead is probably living in the house with his mama or his, or, his, or his girlfriend, not even paying his own bills, trying to make a statement like that. I am so tired of these individuals that are out here making these statements, saying who we have a right to and, right. and not to support. When you can support a, 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 that whole party, the Democrat Party, was based on racism. They took away our rights to be able to protect our lands and our property, and and you're supporting that group. I wish I could see break. his face as he's making this comment. Good, Boy, you angry right there? And you know what, George? That's a perfect segue because you know joining us now is uh, I, and when I first heard that, that that this was a group, I'm like, it's a what? Um, you know that there are <laughs> black people who support Trump, uh, Patricia Easley. Is it Chicago Black Chicago for uh, Trump? Is that the name black of the group? Chicago. Black Chicago for Trump. Good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us. I, I, I mean, oh my God, it has to be, it has to be. Uh, George and I, we we're around, we're surrounded by a few more other Trump supporters and even some other Black Trump supporters. But you have to probably be. Uh, what's going on? Why is that? What, what what's happening with uh, Black Chicago's for Trump? And I see you're growing it. I, I've I've seen it grow. And why is it important? And how do how do you how are you getting that word out for blacks to vote for Trump come this 2020 election? So right now, Black Chicago for Trump actually has been in it's been growing since Obama was in office. Um, we as a city were extremely disappointed in the results that we got from the Obama administration, especially because they sent federal dollars here to demolish our housing stock, at least for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an Obama supporter. My first job I've ever had in my life was when I was 16 years old, working for him as his intern in Springfield. Wow. So I'm not a um, right. novice in right. this at all. However, I was so disappointed by the work of the administration that I left the United States and moved to Senegal. Um, Yeah, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I'm so mad I'm going to leave. No, I left um, and began a whole new life in a whole new country. Um, And so when I saw the election happening through foreign press, um, my Donnie, that's what I call the president, Donnie, (laughs) um, my Donnie really caught my attention. And so I began to actually promote him while I was in West Africa amongst the expat crowds and the Senegalese. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. In French and English. Huh? (laughs) What was their reception of that? Did they, you know, they love him. So what? What people don't understand is that what Madani is doing is more in line with geopolitical actions that are happening across the world. Everybody is fed up with lax borders. Everybody wants immigration control. Everybody wants their citizens to enjoy the best quality of life within their country. However, what's happening is that my people, Negro people, um, and I say mm. Negro because mm. that's how we're codified in the U.S. Constitution, which makes us a part of the non-immigrant class. The Negro oh. people um, don't I'm ne- I'm feel like, well, it's okay. As long as you're a descendant of a slave, as long as you are a 14th Amendment American, you are a Negro. 
and that's okay. We must be okay with saying that. But anyway, we don't feel that we're full Americans. So when we talk about American being prosperous, we don't see ourselves in that. So when he said make America great again, we're like, well, it's never been great for us, but it has been great for us. It's been very good for us. We have the most access to wealth, education, safety, health, everything than any other black person on the face of the planet within our country. So anyway, I was hyper involved in the political scene anyway here in Chicago, and I began to publicly speak out for my Donnie on my Facebook page. Patricia, easily. Good Lord. Where have you been? This I, 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 you know, I, I, I met you, you on that phone call. I met you on that phone call when I was traveling back from Rockford. I, I knew you were good, but good God from, from Zion. George, <laughs> she needs to come speak somewhere. This girl Ooh. is great. We could use you. you in Will County to come out and speak. So the next time we're in here, and I'm about ready to start defying the governor's orders and start <laughs> saying we're going to open up our meetings. Our next meeting is May 21st, and I'm trying to rally the troops right now so that we can fill our central. We've got a, a headquarters. And if you're in Chicago anytime this month or next next month, please let me know because I would love I'm for you to Chicago. come out and light a fire. Well, yeah, right. I'm, I'm in all Chicago right. in Austin, uh, right. so call me when you're ready. Um, we also, before um, you guys let me go, uh, Black Chicago for Trump has links with the Trump administration, and we're having our first event virtually on May 11th. So if you are interested in joining Black Chicago for Trump, please join us on Facebook. I've already signed up. I've already signed up. So so I, what I want you to do is put that link on, 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 on Black and Right, and I'll share it away. Okay. Uh, so is there anywhere else people can find you? Is it, you guys just have just a Facebook presence, Twitter presence, or online presence? We're, so I'm a one-lady show, um, but I also have a real job. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't, um, I, I don't, I'm not, our presence isn't as big. Anybody who's listening, if you want to come in and assist, please do it. But I know for a fact that Black Chicago is going to come out for our president. One thing that the DNC did not count on is that black Chicago is fed up with illegal immigration Uh and we are watching our neighborhoods be bought up with cartel cash, which we were never allowed to do in the nineties with our crack money. Uh Oh, that Uh is is infuriating. Patricia easily again, you're welcome on black and right any day of the week. Thank you. Um, every time. I will. Thank you so much for joining Black and Right. That girl was awesome. But I want to play that at least. Wait, what's that song? That girl is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. You were the bomb. Bomb duty. Thanks, love. Wow, George. You listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me today as my guest co-host is my good friend and buddy, George Pitts. George, you, you yep. do you recall that you were my Will County contact when I was state rep? You were my the person Absolutely. that ran Will County for me? Oh, yes. that's so sweet. Thank you, George. <laughs> You're welcome, John. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know what, but, but, what, what, what Patricia, some of the things she was saying, listen, we're here. If you're, if you're center-right, if you're a black Republican, if you're a black conservative, we're here. We're not going anywhere. We don't die. Nope. We like babies, kids. We don't die. We multiply. <laughs> multiply. <laughs> That's been the goal here. And, and I found more of us over here on the eastern part of Will County. Yeah. A lot of them have moved out of Cook County, getting away from a lot of that oppression that's going on in there. 
running black folks out of their homes and off their property because they can no longer afford the taxation that's being brought down upon them by these white liberals. So don't get me started. I hear you. And, you know, our next guest, he's, he's a philanthropist. Man, that tied my tongue up. He's an entrepreneur. I've, this is how I, I've known him, Sensation. Uh, he's a recording artist, Willie Lee Wilson, uh, born in Gilbert, Louisiana. Uh, he has the, yeah, the, the Dr. Willie Wilson Foundation. He's done a lot of great things for so many uh, inner cities, especially, I mean, I should say in the city of Chicago. Dr. Willie Wilson, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having us. You know, I, you, when I first, when I, I forgot, I think it was like right I forget what event it was, and I saw you. I said, I got to get you on my show. You said, hey, I just get in contact with my people, and we get it done. And uh, you were a man of your word, and I really appreciate you coming on Black and Right. Yeah. So let's deal with it. Let's go straight away. Um, okay. My, my good buddy, Maze Jackson, has been really support, really, really, really somebody who's really been on your side. And I saw what I saw was uh, what happened with you and, 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 and Lori Lightfoot. I saw that recently. Uh, you gave her a call. You gave her a call about an event you were doing at the United Center. Now you're doing this out of the goodness and genuineness of your heart, giving away. I believe it was five million dollars worth of mask, and uh, mm-hmm. and you and you get a call basically from the saying that your event was canceled. What happened there? Well, basically, what happened was that, from my understanding, we had met with the United uh, Center people, and everything was set, ready to go. Um, we was, um, having a press conference the very next day and letting people know that we was, uh, going to be doing it, giving away five million face masks. And all of a sudden the day, uh, before that time, I sent a email to her, a text message to her and told her I was, uh, inviting her to come. And I sent yeah. the governor also one. And the next day, uh, it was canceled. They said they couldn't do it. Wow. So I said, well, what do you mean? Are we going to a press conference now? And uh, that's pretty much that. Wow. And it, 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 it would count out. You know, I suppose that uh, United Center and I guess uh, her or some of our people, maybe they they might have placed a call and yeah. did something. I guess the record of this speculation from what one imagination could could lead them to think, you know. I mean, you're doing something for the people. Now, prior to that, there was a, a, a basically an attack on your character, basically saying that you wanted something in money and cash. Um, yeah, if, if I know friends who have a business that you do, I know they don't operate in cash like that. But that was a big order, so you needed some upfront to say, "Hey, look, I'm purchasing this to help, but I'm going to need." And, and it's like, but they still went to China. They still went the route that you had to go, mm-hmm. and basically said no to you. I know you're an integral person. I've known you since I was, I'm 44 years old. I've, I don't know how old Sensation is, but I've known you've always to be, to been a person of integrity and character. How did that, how did that sit with you knowing that somebody was attacking your character and your integrity? Well, you know, if I was a little bit younger, I would have, you know, said some word that perhaps I, I, I don't say today, but you know, I, I didn't let it, went off, but I did write a letter and to try to clear it up and took my particular stand uh, on it. And what, what really happened with that is that we let them know that, hey, the people was dying, people need face masks, and particularly African-American community, and, 
in other communities too, but as you know, more in the African American community yeah. than the I think not the Latina community too. And, and so basically, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here, and, and we will. Well, we had the math. We had about five hundred thousand at that time out in uh, O'Hare. I yeah. got two warehouses here, and and so that was basically what had happened. She just said that, look, um, you got me. I said, yeah. I said, look, you have to pay up front, right? Because we were overseas in China, we got to pay up front in China. Yep. Plus, we got to book it for two or three months out. Yep. So nobody mm-hmm. would get to play. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next day I knew, um, she was on, uh, you know, uh, on a press conference. And if somebody asked her the question and uh, she said that I asked for cash, you know, uh, we we accept a few ways of payment within our particular business. That is a wire transfer to the bank or check, credit card, or debit right. card. Hey, hey, Dr. Wilson, hold that thought. We're going we're gonna to take a break right now. We're going to come back and we're going to let you finish that thought because, um, man, I, listen, when, when, when I didn't find out about this until I was listening to Maze Jackson on his show, and it, it, it kind of sent me up the wall, and I, that's why I wanted you to get on here and, and, and talk about what's going on. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Black and White on AM560. We're talking with Dr. Willie Wilson. Back to Black and White with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right. My side is hurting right now. George got me laughing. I'm your host, John Anthony. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Woo, if you're just joining us. We were talking with Dr. Willie Wilson. I'm hearing some reverb. We were talking to Dr. Willie Wilson right before the break. George, you had questions for doctor for the doctor. I do. Dr. Wilson, thank you for joining us. I, I tell you, I was a supporter of yours when you were running for Chicago mayor, and I was mm-hmm. on part of the WGN um, panel that night, and you, you should have been part of that runoff. But I remember that they were they even brought up that night uh, how you were you know distributing some cash and, and, and funds to a lot of the voters in the neighborhood even during that time point, and they, they attempted to try to make it seem like you was doing something seedy, something that you know, that you, you were trying to buy votes. And, again, not knowing your nature, not knowing your integrity, that this is something that you've been doing for decades long before you stepped out into the into the media mm-hmm. or into the limelight. It, it, I, and this is something you're still continuing. So why is, it, why is it that they would not want to reach out to you? Do you, do you see this as they, they, they see you as a threat because you should have been in that runoff had it not been for Paul Vallis? I, I honestly don't think he should have even been in that race. But do you think that you, you know, should have been in that runoff and they see you as a possible threat for the next mayoral race? Well, they, they, they probably, uh, a lot of things that happen in politics, as you know, um, you, you know, they try to look at, me being in politics or running for some some of the office and things I ran for and also future as well as a as a threat. But if you look back way back to nineteen eighty nine, all the people that we've helped and been giving out dollars and things to support the community, it didn't just start it now. Exactly. And when they were talking about that time when I was giving away cash, well, they they was uh, look, we had check given to people and to take and pay for their particular 
uh, uh, real estate uh, taxes. They have laws on their homes and things of that nature. So then I brought and I, I brought some dollars with me that day because there are some people came in, and I, I, I give them money, give them cash money. And why I gave them cash money was because a lot of people out here don't have IDs, so you don't, you can't cash a check if you ain't got IDs. You know? Right. So, so we, we gave two or $300,000 out, and I brought a special for that, you know? And so a lot of people say, well, why are you giving away cash in terms of uh, even for, for Thanksgiving, not giving people turkey? And so I, my thing is this, how can you give a person a, a turkey when they ain't got a stove to cook it Woo! on at home? Come on. Common Please. sense. Common sense, Dr. Mm-hmm. Willie. <laughs> what, what are your so, plans so, right now? Well, right now, we continue to do what we do. We are going to eventually here start to get our petition to run for United States uh, Senate against uh, 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 Durbin, Nick Durbin. Now, we, we haven't got our petition yet because of the uh, virus. Uh, but we we got twenty five thousand were supposed to be had, but since this happened, now you only got twenty five hundred to get. Plus, you can now sign them online as well now. So we'll start getting this here very shortly online. Then we'll get them outside too because I know somebody gonna challenge it yeah. and everything else. But but uh, I'm gonna take and uh, run for United States Senate. Um to make sure that we can help some people out here to bring some back to the uh, state of Illinois without leaving the, the minority out, the black people out of the scenario, which this guy has done, done already, you know. But we believe in inclusion. You you don't have one class of, of, of uh, people without helping them all. And we basically focus on the poor. My scenario this year. Uh, I, I frankly wouldn't want to live anymore on Earth if I couldn't help nobody. Wow. It's just that simple. Wow, that's it's, awesome. You um, so, so you, you just mentioned a challenge. Money. You just mentioned that you might yeah. get challenged, and this will be by the same individuals, the same state legislators, or their their minions that are refusing to actually, you know, take their butts back down to Springfield and actually, you know, open up and hold office down there. They're running scared. So do you? Are you seeing any way or uh, or are you looking at possibly suing the governor to get this open so that you don't run into this, run into a challenge at, at the ballot place or to try to solidify what, you know, just only needing the 2,500 signatures? Well, you know, 2,500 signature, I'll get that less than five minutes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking about, George? <laughs> well, that's my I don't point. Think it takes time to get that, you know. Yeah. Hey, hey, so, hey, hey Doctor. We'll get we'll get a hundred or two hundred thousand just in case, you know. Yeah. Hey, Doctor Wilson. I I, I want to first of all thank you so much for joining the show today. Uh, definitely got to have you back on the show, especially after you've um you've um turned in your petitions, and uh, we can talk a lot more politics. Uh, I just want to thank you so much. I think I, and I'm sure because I'm from the area where you were passing out those masks, and I'm sure the people yeah. over there are very um, thankful and, and they were fortunate that, you know, I, and I got to give a shout out. I got 30 seconds. Uh, and I, I, he and I don't normally see eye to eye, but Dr. Father Flager, uh, who helped you along with that um, to pass out these masks. And it was at three different churches, right? 
Yeah, yeah. On that day, the day we also put them at about uh, nine to ten churches a day. Wow. Today. Dr. Willie Wilson, thank you so much for joining Black and Right. We definitely got to have you back on again. Uh, you you can become a regular. You can come into the studio. I can't wait to get you into the studio though. Yeah, got it. Do. All right. Thanks All so right. much for joining us. Yes, sir. That was some good questions, George. I mean, because what, what's going to happen with that? You know. Hey, well, no, you, that's the end. Hey, Jim from South Elgin. Hold on. When we come back, I'll take your call, and we'll end up in the show, George. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. We now return to Black and Right on AM five sixty. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to the final segment of Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I am your host, my boy Dougie Fresh on the boards, <laughs> my good friend, the rear atmo, George Pearson. Take it away, George. John, it's been a pleasure being on here. Man, what an outstanding um, panel of guests that you had. A few final thoughts from my end. Folks, please check out the WillCountyRepublicans.org website, WillCountyRepublicans.org website. Check us out on Facebook, Will County Republicans. I'm on Twitter, G-E-O underscore Pearson. That's G-E-O underscore Pearson on Twitter. I, I want folks to also pay attention to a lot of this because there's a, there are a lot of bills that, that really need, to, uh, need our attention. There's SB 3668, and that's removing religious exemption. HB 4870, that's mandating the, the HPV vaccination. Yeah, again, here's the vaccination again, where the government is trying to force their will upon you. This is the, these are the questions you need to be asking. Everybody that's asking for your vote right now, where they stand on these bills. Um, SB 2762, the REACT Act, the you know, Responsible Education Adolescent and Children's Health. Again, this is the forcing and the pushing down one side agenda into your public schools, all the way down, you know, children of eight years old to have these conversations. This is something that should be a conversation that should be held at home with the parents. Um, SB 25, repealing the parents' notice for abortion. These, these, and again, the longer these clowns sit at home and don't go in the court or go back into the General Assembly, they don't, they, they know that they'll be able to pass this legislation. And also, Stop writing these damn love letters uh -oh. to the to the governor, telling you telling what a great job he's doing. He's not. He's holding the the people of Illinois against their will. Uh -oh. How how does that deserve a love letter? Uh oh. And go and and represent the people that you've been elected to. Go go support Adam White and his business and and, and have some courage. Uh oh. Go out there and stand with that man that's trying to that that's trying not to lose everything he's invested in. One business has already been shut down on. Grow, grow a spine and some backbone and get out there and stand with the people. I'm sorry, John, but, you know, this is getting ridiculous. They, even both sides of the aisle, the only thing they care about is being reelected. If is. they're actually doing their job, if they're actually doing their job and standing with the people, how many people did he say out there? He's got new customers yeah, he, out there. they never seen before, yeah. Different area zip codes. Democrat. Republican, independents, why? Because they are supporting opening back up the state. That's All it. you got to do is get out of your little comfort zone. Stop being lioness, looking for your blanket. You don't need a mask because the CDC is out there telling you that the, even the, the mask, the face coverings are no good. If you're not wearing the N95 or the, I think it's the FP1, you're really not even doing anything with these face, face coverings. The surgical mask, a actual surgical mask. 
not just the ones that they're passing out that, that you're looking at, the little white and paper ones, actual surgical masks. Hey, Get out there and check it out. Hey, George, I think, I, I, I think this I think this was the first time I ever had a guest say the word Negro. <laughs> I think it's it the first time. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. But uh, Patricia Easley, uh, was it? She said it was uh, Black Chicago for Trump. I, I mean, I'm, I'm still moved by her, her, her speech. I mean, because I, I really think she. I mean, leaving the country. I got to get her back on. Patrick Brutus, Patrick, you're right. I got to get her back on to talk about that journey over there to see something, see it differently from a different perspective, then to come back and see the plight of black America. And I, yes. I think, I think that's a, that's going to be an awesome thing. I like what my buddy, uh, Ron Sandick says, unchecked is un-American. And my, uh, and a friend of mine just said, he said, shut down the sh- hashtag, shut down the shutdown. It's time to yes. reopen Illinois. It's time to reopen America. George, thanks so much for joining me. I want to thank Thomas DeVore, attorney. I want to thank State Representative Vernon Jones, Adam White, RC Outfitters, uh, Patricia Easley and Dr. Willie Wilson. Remember, this is a show where it's okay to have a difference of opinion. It's okay if you look like us, if you're black and blackish. It's okay to be black and white. See, see you next week.